0: Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Now, last Tuesday was Safer Internet Day. There was plenty of discussion. There was a fair bit of outrage, banging the table, shaking the head. Everybody pretty much saying the same thing, and that is we're not doing enough to support Parents and also children as they navigate the world of the internet, be that in the world of gaming, social media, or just chatting to their friends. Alex Cooney is the CEO of Cyber Safe Kids and she joins me now. Alex, one of the things that struck me listening to Tuesday's News Talk Breakfast was that parents still feel helpless, and smartphones and social media and the internet have been around for such a long time now. Why do you think we're still in this position of almost powerlessness when it comes to parenting in the digital age? Because I think a lot of parents feel wrong footed
1: on it. You know, they weren't parented on it themselves. They didn't grow up with uh, or, you know, I know there are younger parents now, but largely they didn't grow up with this this access, this this, um, you know, this ability to just go online whenever, you know, so it is it's it's an incredible change, and it's you know hugely exciting to be living through the digital age. But you know, for the generation of parents out there, they they weren't born into it, so it's something they're having to learn. And and I think because children seem so familiar, so comfortable with technology, um, we can sometimes mistake and mistake that for you know them being really super savvy about it. Uh, And and parents don't always feel as um, informed themselves. So it puts them on the back foot.
0: One of the things that we've spoken about many times over the years is that the kids, although they use different apps and so on, they're interacting with the same types of technology that we are. And it's very difficult post-pandemic to believe Anybody would be unfamiliar with how a smartphone works, how to screenshot the fact that, you know, different companies have block, report, all that kind of stuff. So what do you think are the biggest pitfalls when it comes to parents' confidence in in the realm of parenting? I think that children um move around you know through different
1: apps you, they're not necessarily loyal to, to one specific one so they feel they have to get to know oh you know what's this new game what's this what's this new app you want to be on that you say that all your friends want to be on um and it might just not feel familiar it's you know in terms of being able to navigate it you may not get it like what do they like about it? I don't even really understand it you know um certainly with when TikTok first emerged on the scene uh and even Snapchat We saw a real difference between, you know, parents' views of them and children's views of them. Like children loved them, wanted to be on them, you know, saw the fun side of being on them, whereas parents just couldn't get their heads around what was so exciting about it. Um, I think the pandemic probably did change that a little bit because certainly with TikTok anyway, you saw a lot of adults kind of uh, finding the fun side of of TikTok too. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think it, it's not always knowing what what the particular risks with a particular Apple game might be, whereas actually we would say there are general things that you can apply across the board. So it's not that you have to be an expert on, you know, Snapchat, for example. It's it's about thinking through, well, you know, are privacy settings being used? Who's mm-hmm. on the friends list? What's being shared? Uh, and who's it being shared with? Um, you know, the, like what kind of content are they looking at? You know, the, these are sort of general questions that we can apply really across the board, and I think that it's helpful to to for parents to know that, so that you know, that there are sort of things that they can check off and check in with their child on. Uh, because one of the big messages is, you know, certainly with our same rules apply campaign, is the engagement between parent and child uh, over their online use is really critical to ensuring that children have a safer experience online. You know, their their parents' involvement, the parents' oversight, the conversations around it, all of those things are really, really important.
0: Yeah, and I'm really interested in the Same Rules uh, Apply campaign because this is something that I've talked quite a bit about over the years, and I'm sure we've spoken about it over the years as well. You know, when I was growing up, we were often told at home, you know, don't talk to people you don't know, wear a helmet when you're playing Hurley, uh, you know, look both ways when you're crossing the road. You get all this safety advice for your day to day activities. And I guess it kind of makes sense to have something similar when it comes to the online space then as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's obviously the f- essence of the of the title. Same rules apply. We need to approach parenting our children online in that same way, you know, seeing it as a, a process, uh, a preparation for a time when they're going to have greater independence and, you know, when they'll be kind of off exploring uh, the, the Internet by themselves. But, but you know, before they get to that point, we need to prepare them. We need to support them. So there's a lot we, need, we can do through um, conversations, through oversight and, and ground rules and things like that, and just keeping an eye on them. So one of the stats that we released on Tuesday was on Safer Internet Day. Was this this one around use of, of devices in bedrooms? Because we asked children, we wanted to understand kind of what rules were in place at home, and only eighteen percent said they were not allowed uh, to use their device in the bedroom. Uh, so this suggests that the majority are allowed to use their devices in the bedroom, and for us that's kind of an interesting one because if a child is in their bedroom with the door shut. The parent is really excluded from what's going on. They, you know, they're not able to just look over their shoulder and see, you know, what sites they're on, or or maybe what content they're encountering, or even who they're chatting to. So we would really encourage parents to think about, especially this is the children that we surveyed were all between eight and twelve. So still quite young kids in primary school. And we'd really urge parents to kind of keep an eye on them, um, have them in family spaces because that way you can check in you can see what they're watching they you can you know hear the conversations in some cases so it's just a, it's 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 a way of keeping an eye on them and they do need that when they're the, that young
0: and one of the brilliant things about the work that you're doing and the conversations that have been had over the last wee while is that you know people who have kids in the next 5 years or so will hopefully have the skills and this knowledge before their kids get into technology or interact with technology and online platforms but what about parents of preteens or teens right now because it's very difficult to put the genie back in the bottle
1: oh you're so right And, and often it feels like we're giving advice to parents who have this all ahead of them you know who are in that lovely position of you know being able to think through how they want this to go um but actually there are lots of parents that we talk to who are already in this place who already feel like they've maybe lost control a little bit or you know it's all so overwhelming and we would say for, for teenagers in particular, they, those check-ins, those conversations become all the more important. You may not be able to kind of have such a clear rules and boundaries in, in terms of where they can use it and, and, and when they can access certain things, certainly for anyway, middle and older teens. But you those conversations are really the reminders and sometimes awkward conversations. You know, we know from uh, studies that have, have been carried out over the last few years and even, even as recently as two weeks ago, uh, I think it was the Children's Commissioner in in the UK released a report around uh, children accessing pornography. So they were serving teenagers, but actually most of those teenagers had first viewed pornography in in prim- when they were in primary school. So this reminds us that we do need to be having these conversations sometimes about awkward topics at home, because what we don't want is that they're learning about such important things as as, as relationships from these sources which can be distorted or provide a distorted view of reality so yeah those check-ins and conversations become all the more important and thinking about your own behavior as a parent like in terms of your online use because if you're constantly you know looking at your device or having it at the table or you know looking at it late into the night then it is a harder message to your teenager to say you shouldn't be doing this
0: Mm, that is a good point. And it is something that crops up time and again, you know, monkey see, monkey do, to put it in politely. That is, it, it's true. Um, looking ahead to some of the changes that are coming down the line. Uh, so there's a lot of work being done in terms of the online safety media regulations bill. There's a lot of work being done at a platform level. Um, Just this week, TikTok announced new changes to its blocking uh, or, or suspending or removal of accounts that are constantly in breach of the terms of use and so on. Are you confident that we are at long last tackling this from all sides? So not just putting the onus on the parents, but putting an equal amount of weight, if not more, on the plates of governments and on the plates of the companies?
1: So I say confidence is too strong a word. I would say I feel hopeful uh, because we have seen some positive changes over the last couple of years in particular. And as you say, we have an online safety commission and a commissioner about to start in that role uh, very soon. So these are exciting changes. And yes, uh, some of the companies themselves have announced positive um changes to their services for children, particularly for children uh, over the last couple of years, there've been a few changes, um, particularly probably since the age appropriate design code was introduced in the UK. I think that prompted a a few changes as well, Um, but it's, we've still quite a long way to go. Um, So it's not something we need to kind of, uh, uh, it's not an area that we can, you know, sit back and say, well, our job is done at all. I think we've still a, a long way to go before, some of these tech companies put uh, their users' interests over profits, uh, particularly their more vulnerable users' interests. Um, so I would say we we they have a long way to go in terms to, of ensuring that there is sort of safety by design built into the services that they, that they supply and that children use.
0: I, I want to just talk briefly about the Online Safety Commissioner because that's going to be a game changer if it all works. And as much as we've spoken about it and as much as other people have spoken about it, it's only going to really work if people reach out when something goes wrong and look for that sense of accountability. Uh, you know, can you just talk through like, what we as social media users and internet users and what parents will need to be aware of when this role comes into play and at what point they you know, should reach out for help or at what point we should expect some form of actual action?
1: So that you make a really interesting point because you know the Australians have had an e-safety commissioner since 2016 and even as as you know two years ago talking to one of their one of their staff um she was saying they still have a long way to go to um to ensure that all Australians are aware of the service that is available to them and they have such a, an array, array of services available to australians now it started off as a as a bill uh, focused on just children or a piece of legislation i should say uh, focused on just children and you know that now has been expanded to include all australians it had a very specific kind of cyberbullying remit. Again, that that, that remit has ex, has expanded. Their powers have, have extended over the intervening years. So there's been loads of positive changes, but you know they're they're still having to promote them and and ensure that all Australians know that it is available. So I know that that is a big job um, for the online safety commissioner in Ireland as well. And you know too often we hear of children reporting things and they're not not getting a response or not getting an adequate response and then they just sort of leave it or you know they don't they don't, don't take further action so in time uh, and this is this was a fairly recent development with the with the legislation there will be an individual complaints mechanism and this means that you know so I, I don't expect that to happen immediately i think they said 2024 would be the kind of earliest um stage at which that might be ready but essentially what that should mean is if you report uh make a report to an online service so it could be a gaming company it could be a social media company about harmful content if you either do not receive a response or receive a response which is not adequate i.e they don't intend to take action you can then in theory take that to the online safety commissioner's office and ask them to intervene Mm. and hopefully they will then be able to issue a time-bound takedown notice to that platform and this is how it works in australia um and that time-bound takedown notice is actually 24 hours so it was reduced from 48 hours to 24 hours so it is very effective and actually they they've reported that they don't have to get to that point very often normally they can kind of negotiate before um the the takedown notice is issued and the content can be removed successfully before that point. So, you know, that's the ideal that it doesn't even need to get to that point because it's all happening so fast. But what we want to, I suppose we've got to kind of watch and see how effective our own uh, version of this is going to be because the timeliness is absolutely key. So we want there to be a time bound um, element to the, the initial complaint. So if the online service has not responded within um, a reasonable timeframe and, you know, probably 24, 48 hours, something along those lines, then you can take that to um, the online safety commissioner who then also has to respond in a timely fashion. Because if if there is a child who's maybe been bullied over something that uh, maybe a video that's been shared, an image that's been shared, they, they want it gone and they want it gone now. So having to wait days or weeks for that action to be taken would just not be acceptable. So the timeliness of all of this is going to be absolutely key. And even if that service is only available initially for children, it will still be um, a huge success as far as we're concerned.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed all of that comes to pass. Uh, Before I let you go, I want to talk briefly about an event that you guys uh, are hosting on the 28th of February. Tell me a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, so this is the the sort of final stage of our Same Rules Apply campaign. So it was a one minute video, um, which is available on our website and also an interactive digital guide for parents. So hopefully covering off some of these bigger questions around how we can support our kids. And then the final piece is uh, a a parenting panel discussion, uh, which will take place, as you say, on the the 28th of February. It's um, going to be hosted by the Irish Examiner and it's sponsored by Accenture. And on the panel will be myself, um, Ornia Lynch from the National Parents Council, and Colman Nocton, Nocter, the the child psychotherapist. So, um, and then they, it will be hosted and facilitated by the Irish Examiner. So, hopefully, we will have very rich discussion uh, discussions at the, at that event, and also provide additional supports to parents who are going through this now.
0: Yeah, well, that's definitely one to watch because Coleman is someone I often refer to when I'm talking about these types of issues. He just completely has his finger on the pulse. So I'm sure there would be plenty of uh, nuggets of wisdom from that. Uh, You can find the video that Alex just mentioned and a really handy little info sheet for parents on cybersafekids.ie there's also links to other brilliant resources so if you are one of those parents kind of scratching your head or you know pacing up and down the hallway trying to figure out what to do uh, there is help out there and there's advice and there's guidance Uh, so cybersafekids.ie is a great place to start Uh, alex cooney as always thanks so much for joining us here on news talk
1: thank you so much